Hi, I'm Matt. I'm Mabel. And I'm Mitch. And you're listening to Sex Ed and Chill. Today we're talking about Season 3, Episode 6 of Sex Education, and our topic for today is erotica. Um, Our arcs for today, uh, what happened? Maeve is conflicted between Isaac and Otis and then doesn't like either of them, which I think is appropriate. Uh, Otis feels a bit let down by Maeve after what happened and is frustrated and then behaves very badly. Hope is shaming kids because she's under pressure, I guess, is the reason we're meant to know. Jean is trying to find a way forward with Jacob, uh, but also spends this episode mostly helping people, which was kind of nice. Uh, Lily is feeling really outcast and embarrassed. Uh, Both Principal Groff and Adam are trying to figure out what brings them joy. Uh, And Eric is connecting with his Nigerian heritage and finding out that there is a place for his queerness there, which was lovely. Um, what did we think of this episode? Mm. Yeah, that's my feeling as well. <laughs> a, lot, a lot to like, but a lot not to like at the same time. Yeah. Um, think... It was definitely like, uh, I think, engaging. Like I was sort of like interested mm. throughout the whole episode. I was sort of like into everything that was happening. But um, yeah, think... a lot not to like, I suppose. I, I Just think in terms that this of is feeling maybe... uncomfortable. Yeah, this is where I think my distaste for the season comes from is this episode in particular because like hope becomes fully a cartoon villain like this is literally becomes super extreme version of her character yeah like this is literally madam trunch bullshit from matilda like getting bruce bog trotter up to eat the cake and shame him for being fat like it's that level of ridiculousness and i just cannot believe that there was what two people who stood up and was like what the hell is going on here i know i was like screaming at the tv i was like did you run this past the teachers surely like even the book like what in what world are the parents not going to complain about this sort of like public humiliation yeah. punishment for their children like this is ridiculous absolutely also i, I couldn't take the names i couldn't take the name sparkside academy seriously oh, yeah what, what's that <laughs> it sounds like you know a shitty down the road um, wizard school that for all the people who can't afford to go to Hogwarts they go to Sparkside Academy <laughs> I know and like she's announcing that the open day there's going to be like the press is going to be invited as well which is oh, like we're all oh expecting that shit is going to go yeah. down right yeah. and it's just like really poor planning it's like why don't you get things under control before you try and publicly show that you've got things under control you know yeah. like it's blown up in your face literally every single time guys come now. on she's under pressure give her a yeah, break yeah the boy <sighs> I know. to save money uh, that one scene again you, like I came out of that scene being like really you want me to like sympathize with her now that's like one random scene in a sea of her being a crazy but, bitch and then they do this weird like try to be like comedic where she's like swearing under her breath while like when um, Maeve walks into the door behind her like she's like swearing and we're like went to like laugh with her or something I don't know like what, yeah I don't, I don't get the tone and then that scene with Maeve in her office is meant to also humanize her because she kind of it looks like she feels bad because she has to say no to Maeve about doing the gifted and talented program. Like there's a look on her mm-hmm. face where after Maeve leaves where she's like, I, I feel bad that I had to say no to her or whatever. But like how, like that doesn't make sense in the context of her literally shaming people and forcing them to wear a thing around well, their exactly. neck. Like, like yeah. even if that's, 
even though if, even if that is the case like this whole season all we've been told to see from her is like this two-sided face like for all we know she's just putting on like that face and she doesn't give a fuck about me like yeah yeah ah uh, like she was about to make lily cry on stage like i was just like how can you as an educator just not give a fuck also then i thought it was really untactful and just like poor strategic angle from her part when she was talking to Viv in her office mm-hmm. um, when she was like scolding her about that and then Gacy like said to her face like you're only head girl and talk to the press because you're like a female woman of color and it's good optics yeah and like and and then just con- confesses to her that she doesn't give a shit about teenagers yes. concerns or anything and it's like isn't it smarter to just keep Viv on side like why don't you just yeah. pretend like she's an amazing head girl obviously that's going to make her do better work for you I think that Under like the pressure yeah I think she's <laughs> so driven right like that's what she calls it she says she's really driven and motivated yeah. and she's like well she'll do she'll put up with anything I can say whatever I want and she'll keep with it and it's yeah. like you know that that's not true because she didn't tell you about the shit going on in France yeah like, yeah all around no good moves from hope this episode yeah god um, I also like at the beginning of the assembly scene why do they keep starting those scenes with a zoom in of her feet walking onto the stage I don't know the first one yeah the first time we hadn't met her yet so mm. I was like okay mysterious like let's see if I can you know tell anything about this person from their shoe choice I'm wondering <laughs> if it is meant to contrast with that first one where she danced mm. in and this is her oh, just like yeah. stumping on the stage. It's like this is a different personality that we're and getting. And she's wearing yeah. more formal footwear this time. So maybe, maybe it is a juxtaposition. Material, militaristic march compared yeah. to her free-flowing dancing. Oh, it was so yeah. fucked. Yeah. Was so also, fucked. just like, sorry, just like the way they keep trying to make us feel sympathy for her. Like even like after the assembly happens, it shows like a close-up of her face. And she looks like she's about to cry and like break. But it's like... How are you meant to make us feel sympathy for her after? Like, yeah, I know. Like, like we see her often. She's like, "Oh, that was really hard to do." Like, if, yeah. but it's like, yeah. so why? So do don't it, do it then. Bitch? Yeah, fuck. <laughs> um, but also, this scene gives us the hero of the episode, which is Raheem, the only person who oh. like, actively is like, "This Watch- is not right." Seeing him tear up, like yeah. before he stood up, just so, like at the side of it, like I was just like, "Oh, I love you, Raheem." Yeah, like huge I fan. Love you. No nuts. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, it. It's like one of those things where I like to think that I would stand up, but I don't know until I'm in that situation. Maybe I'd be too uh, cowardly. I know. I was thinking the same thing. And then I was trying to think, like, obviously now I'm a lot older than I was in high school. I'd also like to think that in high school, I was still the kind of person that would not stand for this. Also, like, I... Um, I was always, even in high school, I was very confident that my parents would back me. Like there was mm, like, that's true. If, if the school was doing this shit and I, mm. I like, I would know for a fact that my parents would not stand for this kind of bullshit. And so yeah, me too. I wouldn't have to worry about those kind of repercussions. I do wonder if some of these students, maybe their parents yeah. are real hard ass about school and they, mm. you know, have to worry about that. Yeah, that's true. Um, well, normally, normally we're definitely seeing May stand up in that situation. But as we see later, it definitely seems like she's trying to, rely on on hope to get this yeah she's trying to Mm. be a good girl quote unquote to like get the funding because she does really want to go to the gt it would be amazing for her yeah yeah Yeah. no doubt yeah 
Super fucked. Yeah. And, and I, then I Viv betrays yeah. her, which is so good. Fuck so, yeah. So nice. I love it. Like, yeah. no fucks at all. She's texting everyone straight from her phone, like, yeah. organizing everybody. It's like Dumbledore's yeah. army. It <laughs> is. <laughs> uh, you know, other hero of the episode, I guess. What else happens? I really liked, uh, this is like Principal Gruff's, like, turning episode mm. like yeah. we we're getting a real change in him uh i loved him like i it was really good of him to show up and give gene her diary back like that's a big move uh you yeah. have to be very willing to eat crow because there's no ambiguity about why you're there um but then he broke a flower pot like how did you, how did you yeah. i mean that, yeah. that's the um that's the gruff family traits yeah. going through you know yeah. like that's also Clumsy a bit of an added move yeah <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, um he's gonna be in a bit of like a, a sort of rock bottom at this point you know like he's he's this is where he's finally willing to own up to some things because he's literally got nothing to lose at this point mm-hmm. yeah and i like i love that gene invited him in and they had a nice conversation like yeah it was good it was healthy i did love the like you've got to find what brings you joy and he's like <laughs> are you suggesting that i masturbate <laughs> <laughs> And she's like, no, just things that you enjoy. But then, like, I mean, like, maybe it's. I mean, she is a sex. She is yeah. a sex therapist, so you yeah, would yeah, yeah. you would assume that. But, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I do because, like, this was this was very good therapy for him. Yeah. You know, he got to like talk about his childhood, get some good advice, take some next steps. Is Gene just like giving it, doing a lot of pro bono work these days? It feels like, like that, that, right? Like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I would feel a little uncomfortable just going to like a professional therapist and getting free therapy and just like assuming that it's free. I don't know. It's, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it seems like the kind of thing that Principal Graf, who has no idea about this sort of stuff, would just do. Like, <laughs> That's yeah, true. This is free. Yeah. That's um, true. But then he like, if, oh, we yeah. don't know if Amy's paying. We don't know if Amy's paying or not. Yeah. Could be. yeah. I mean, she could be. She has the money. She, yeah, I assume she is. Mm. Yeah, I don't, don't know. know. Um, anyway. But then we get this lovely scene where he goes and, like, bakes an apple pie because it was what he yeah. used to enjoy doing with his mum. Like, that was, it was super lovely, honestly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then paralleled with um, Adam as well, finding his own passions. Mm. More, more, oh, of the, yeah. more of the parallel between them. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, because I guess Adam together. did get the um the same sort of advice from um Raheem a little bit. Yeah, yeah when he yeah. was like, "What do you like?" Yeah, dogs. Yeah. I, I loved, and then him being like, "I'm more of a cat person," and I was just yeah. like, "Of course you are." Of course you are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, um. Oh, Otis, Maeve, and Isaac. The the triangle. Oh, oh gosh. Oh my god. Coming when up they- of last episode. Oh, it was like uh, such highs and such lows when they but start fighting in the fucking room with the police and oh the pasta lady. Oh my god! Read the room. I, I know. Even just watching room. like Otis like follow like you know as soon as he wants to like stay after he's dropped Maeve off on the bike and then he like wants to stay and even just like getting in the door he's starting to be really competitive. I'm just like dude you are not doing yourself any favors right now like you probably would have been in a better position if you just left yeah because then isaac is the one who is being a dick to otis in front of mave and and otis would have been like all right i'm gone and then yeah isaac would have got in trouble (laughs) uh also like not a good move for like 
I, I think outing what happened on the trip to Isaac in front of Maeve, is like not, just put, not a good move. Not if a you good act, move. like, yeah. Oh, really? Just yeah, really Hilariously bad, bad acting for yeah. both of them. They both like were behaving like children, honestly. Um, yeah. 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 I just and she's kind of done that. with both of them now. Like yeah. Isaac is like, no. I don't, Isaac was like, I, you cheated on me effectively and left. Yeah. And then Otis was like, all right, I'll stay. And Maeve was like, no, you won't. <laughs> yeah. At the end of oh the episode, um, Maeve was trying to connect with Isaac again. But obviously, yeah. I think he seems a little too stubborn. That's my, I, I don't know if they'll get back together for that reason, which I don't know. It depends how you see it is reasonable yeah. or not. But yeah. She's guess- definitely, she's definitely like confused and unsure about things. Cause even at the start when she yeah. like, um, when Otis tries to catch up with her in the hallway to be mm. like, Hey, you know, let's talk about what, and he keeps, he seems kind of like giddy. Like he thinks it's going to be good. You know, yeah. like this is the start of them dating and she's just like, I, I'm going to try and, you know, I'm going to try and make things work with Isaac. Mm. Um, then thinking back to how things happened on the, the France trip, you know, like, she sort of, I feel like, I don't know, they she were both in the it. moment. She instigated she, it, 100%. She instigated And so yeah. she's definitely like flip-flopping in a romantic head a little bit. I did really like what Otis said where he was like, I, I haven't heard from you. And under the circumstances, that's a little bit of a sore spot. I like, I was a really, I don't know. I just uh, really yeah. enjoyed him like making it clear why he's like wanting a response is like look we've been through this before and it hurt me a lot like can you please yeah. let me know what's going on uh I don't yeah know why, like for all I, just... I know Isaac's deleting my text messages again, yeah. so like, <laughs> yeah. I yeah. don't know yeah. <laughs> please at least acknowledge that you've seen them <laughs> yeah exactly um yeah so yeah that's a mess I honestly actually can't remember what happens after this so uh I'm I'm as curious as yeah. you Mitch I just as- I just hope that Maeve gets this scholarship and she can just go to America and we don't have to deal with this fucking love triangle anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Speaking of love triangles, Eric is now oh, Eric and Oba and now Adam. Oh my god. Yeah. I mean, I feel yeah. like that's less of a love triangle and he just like cheated on yeah. Adam. That that feels more like yeah. what's going on. Yeah. I definitely continue because we were already feeling for Adam last episode when Eric was sort of ignoring him mm. <laughs> and this is really sad. like the like when he went to the computer and like emailed Eric immediately because mm. he got his phone up oh, hope confiscating all the phones another oh yeah it. like what the it's, hell surely yeah. parents are complaining about that as well you know like she, she literally said she's it's confiscated like you can't get it back for a month like, like not surely, even outside of outside school, of school hours. Yeah, you, like you have no authority yeah. Not, yeah yeah I don't think that's legal no, it's not <laughs> Anyway, um, but yeah, then him emailing Eric and be like, all caps, like, don't have my phone. I'm fine. Miss you. Mm-hmm. And like, he, like Eric's just at the forefront of his mind the whole time, mm-hmm. and it's just not really the same. I do want to say I really like the escape from Mordale. I like how they made the show international, and I thought all the stuff in Nigeria was really cool. Yeah, it was beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I just don't like what Eric's. Done. Yeah, I I did some, I wanted to find out, you know, how good it was. And I was on the Nigeria subreddit uh, and people were talking mm. about it and they said it was really good. The The auntie filling up the bucket with jollof rice was, is apparently like spot on. Like that's a real thing that happens. <laughs> the one thing they're all complaining about, they say, said all their accents are terrible. So that's something oh. to be aware of. <laughs> but interesting yeah i i really liked it i think i 
you know, as a queer person, the scene in the taxi made me deeply, deeply uncomfortable because it was like, <laughs> I, you know, sweaty palms the whole time, especially like, because yeah. I was pretty quick to figure out what Oba was doing when he like sat back and was like being kind of, you know. Yeah po-faced yeah and eric is just like having a great time and not paying attention i'm like oh my god eric remember where we are come on calm down i know i know the whole time watching kind of all of it i was just like very concerned and even Mm. though i like have seen this episode and i know it sort of ends up okay i'm just like eric you're being too kind of just like queer naive really you know like he's 17 he's in another country like I don't think he's doing enough safety checks like his family no one knows where he is he's Mm. gone off with a stranger who ends up being trustworthy but like me personally I would not be that quick to trust someone you're in a country where it's illegal to be gay and like you like you don't really know what that means like Mm. or what you have like and then on top of that, the most basic thing is you're in a taxi with now a third person that you don't know in a country where it's illegal to be gay and you're like way too comfortable. Like you're not yeah. even yeah. checking what the situation is. It's just weird because it contrasts like the whole Eric arc from this episode where his family is like, don't be fake or like let's stop mm. lying to each other. Obviously mm. in, this, in this real world scenario, you need to hide, like, you need to be careful about that. But yeah. it's just weird that they decided to contrast that with his whole mum arc. Well, I think that's why he got so emotional at the end of the episode when he talked about not wanting to hide is that he realized uh, at yeah. halfway through that taxi ride that he did need to mm. rein it in. Um, and then, you know, where Oba goes and like checks the exits uh, and he's like, yeah. I'm like alone and he has a moment of realization. Like, I think that yeah. it's probably a mildly traumatic experience that he had, even though it was very short. Um, and then, yeah. you know, had a great experience afterwards, but like it's you can't discount that feeling of unsafety i've felt that a few times even in australia right like i've been out Mm -hmm. and visibly queer in like brisbane when i'm really drunk and had a moment of like god anything could happen um so yeah yeah it was stressful to watch but like also i loved that he got to have that moment where like you know his mom is like don't be gay here uh, but then he got to see that, you know, as we know, there are gay people everywhere and they will always find yeah. a way to congregate no matter what the the risks. Um, mm. And yeah, it was kind of nice, that scene. Although, yes, he nice. cheated on Adam, which we don't yeah. love. He could have just <laughs> went and danced and had a party with Oba yes. and it would have been I great. I wish kind of that he had just done that. <laughs> mm. Um yeah, I guess the, the the one positive is that it's not going to happen again because unless he keeps going back to Nigeria to visit Oba, which I don't think is going to mm. happen. I mean, no, we got no. the text message. Like, he clearly wants to, like, That's stay true. in touch. Maybe yeah. maybe it's going to come back. Maybe. It's just been interesting to see if um, Eric continues not to be, not lie, which is his whole message with his mum and tell Adam the truth. Mm. 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 You better. Will you better. Uh, Adam would be crushed. But yeah. yeah, you can't hide that from someone, though. Yeah. I mean, maybe was trying. <laughs> she was. <laughs> Although that had it had been like a day. I feel like maybe. I know. It'd be like we... I do think knowing, like I'm, I'm giving maybe the benefit of the doubt. I think the type of person she is, she would have come clean when she mm-hmm. was done processing. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. If she would have ever processed it, because it doesn't seem like she does. <laughs> 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 oh dear we'll never know um yeah i think that's pretty much the I, episode oh yeah 
Well, I was just finding it funny um, thinking. So in Jean's session with Amy, the fact that like Amy finally um, drops all this Otis Maeve information oh, yeah. that Jean's Yeah, heard. that's right. And then uh, Jean, Jean actually then, Jean doesn't play it close at all. Like Otis starts to talk to her about something and she's like, is this about Maeve? Mm-hmm. And isn't that like breaching, you know, client confidentiality it at this is. point? I mean, it's also she's bad that when Amy's like, oh, I probably shouldn't have talked about Otis. Jean should have been like, that's fine. Let's just move on. Instead, yeah, she's, she's like, like tell me more. <laughs> I know, I know. Jean can't help herself. Um, she really can't. I thought it was, I thought it was a very like real, because like Otis really kind of lays into her after that conversation, you know, yeah. and he's like, you suck at relationships. You're ruining everything. You're ruining my life. He kind of does a thing again, which yeah. I think is kind of realistic teenager behavior yes um but i'm kind of like oh man she's a human being like mm. cut her some slack um he clearly hasn't gotten to the point where he realizes his parents are also just people <laughs> i don't know <laughs> yeah it is a bit harsh i mean the thing is is she he's right but she does try and like you know manipulate everything right using her yeah. psychology knowledge and it's like yeah so like there is a grain of truth he just went about it in maybe the wrong way in a very teenagery way yeah yeah but yeah i think that i think that is about it yeah um favorite and least favorite characters i think for me it's pretty clearly hope is the least favorite and raheem we're gonna give it to raheem for just like doing a solid uh and standing up to the nonsense yeah, yeah, I think I'm kind of with you on that. Yeah, I'll go with the two principles and I'll say hope and Mr. Gruff. Oh, yeah, that's oh, yeah. nice. That's nice. <laughs> he had a good this episode. This is the best Gruff we've had, I think. Yeah, I think him, yeah. especially the moment when he's talking to Gene and he's like, I'm ashamed of what I did. Like, that is like, that's yeah. a real apology. We've talked in the past about a real apology and that was one of them. <laughs> yeah, mm. sure. Super good. Yeah, nice. I guess the other character that we didn't really talk about much throughout the episode is Lily. Uh, Lily has a real bad time this episode, just like start to finish. The opening scene is about Lily as a young, younger girl, also writing sex stories about aliens because that's definitely her thing. Must be nice Mm. to find your thing like that. Like this is the thing that I know. Um, And, you know, that's where we see the, like the shame starts uh and and it's just continued to this day the paper did publish her story which is kind of wild that they did that in the first place but they also used that as an opportunity to shame her and the school um and she has another like bad interaction with ola even though ola is trying to be understanding i think lily's feeling a bit defensive uh And she's That's publicly shamed. of the paper. Yeah. But yeah, the, like she's publicly shamed again because the paper to put her photo mm. for front page and mm. just like shame her mm-hmm. to yeah. every, like. Like a mugshot, basically. Yeah, yeah, like they're really, like that is so unethical. Mm-hmm. They're just like egging really on bullies at this point. news day in Moordale. <laughs> yeah, um, very bad. But yeah, because of that storyline, we wanted our topic for today to be erotica uh, and we wanted yeah. it to be positive because we are pro-erotica uh, podcast. Oh, yeah. Fuck we yeah. Are- when we choose erotica, I was like, sweet. I read erotica all the time. I'm all totally time. into this. Um, yeah, I, I tried to do some like research like I do in the like academic mm. sphere and there wasn't actually much that I could find. Something I really 
wanted to get some data on there's this trope and I don't know how true it is where like women like erotica more than men like that's just a that's thing what, I've heard that's many what times. I found as well I kept getting stats kind of anywhere between like 80 to 85 percent of erotica readers or at least like lit liter like erotic literature readers are yeah. women I kept seeing that pop up in places yeah I saw a lot of like you know uh magazines and news articles talking about that but I couldn't find any actual research yeah um, I think a lot of it was done from like surveys of like the actual readers from specific websites and stuff sure. but I don't think any like research had been done the closest thing I could find was a paper from 1975 which was like uh sex preferences for erotic literature or something and it it didn't find a difference so like but again oh. 1970s who knows how well it was done and um I think it was more like uh rather than like going somewhere where people are reading erotica and surveying them it was they got a random sample of people and then gave them erotica and asked them if they liked it or not I don't know it was oh, like okay. yeah I, let's not <laughs> so put any more like how many people like unsolicited erotica <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but what did yeah. you find well, I think also like first, yeah, because I mean, when I first I was like, oh, erotica, I love erotica. And then I was mm. like, well, it doesn't really count as research if I just go and like read a bunch of erotica. <laughs> um, but even just like trying to figure out like what does and doesn't count, because I personally um, very much go to like uh, written erotica, like mm. lit erotica, but then yeah. there's like other kinds, so what falls under it. And, and I was sort of like interested to see that there is, I guess, a bit of like a dispute whether pornography is erotica or not but some people mm. like to make that distinction that it's not pornography mm. and then I think that sort of raised interesting questions about like if it is true that women do like read more or engage more with like erotica is that because it's like it has been like less taboo than pornography and mm. or like more quickly um a- um aimed at a female audience than pornography was like historically like it's knowing mm. that a lot of mainstream porn is for a male audience is, is kind of been true. I also wonder time. if it's like easier to hide. Like it it's in yeah. a book that is just like, you know, quote unquote chick lit. It's actually yeah. like a Mills and Boone romance novel, which is just erotica. Um, I know. Like, I oh, like the men so won't many... read this book so we can do whatever we want in it. Uh, and it's easy. Oh, I'm just reading a story. It's very romantic. I feel like it's come up in a few like movies and TV shows that you find like, yeah, like the chiclet or like the the romance novels that grandma used to read or something. Oh, and then yeah. find, someone finally actually opens it and they're like, whoa, this is dirty. Yeah. Like, man, this is porn. <laughs> I know? remember finding a very large box of Mills and Boone at one of my great aunties houses and being like, Ooh. yeah, nice. <laughs> Go. Yeah. Um, there's always like, I don't know. Yeah. There's a lot of, um, erotic romance novels at op shops all the time. Like there's whole mm. sections where you can just pick up and I, I love the front cover artwork. Oh, I just think it's really? a whole genre. 95% Fabio. Oh yes. It's where Fabio was born. Oh, yeah. You know? oh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I love erotica. Um, I think we've talked on the podcast previously about the website Literotica and how great it is. Yeah. Like what a resource. Uh, I can't so remember if you have read much erotica, Mitch. Uh, do we count fan fiction? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. especially if, Steve. Yeah, fan erotic fiction. fan for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, I think that's how a lot of people, I mean, mm-hmm. I would, I'm just guessing here. I wouldn't be surprised if that's how a lot of people like get into it, you know, mm-hmm. like, because fan mm-hmm. fiction's huge and well, some of it's erotic. A lot of mine is basically just like 
when you're younger, well, I tend I t- was tended to read more, and then you got like crushes on characters in mm. in books and stuff. So that's where it kind of originates for me. Which yeah. which uh, which worlds are we oh. talking about? Oh, because <laughs> mm. I know like I was very, Harry Potter yeah. fan fiction was really big for a while there, especially on Tumblr. Yeah, I, I was more of always a Percy Jackson fan. Oh, oh cool, interesting, so. interesting. Yeah, cool. Mm. Leave it at that. Um. Yeah, like I do, like, again, we can't really, we, we don't really seem to be able to confirm whether it is true that, like, more women read it or not, but, mm. like, there is some indication that they they do. And then there's also, again, I, like, I haven't really read the research to support this, but there's always this sort of um, conversations about, you know, men are more visual than women yeah, when it comes that. to sexual stuff. And, like, I wonder if there's any correlations there where, like, women want the story, which mm. doesn't come up in, like, porn as often much, yeah um there's a lot of ham acting that you whereas when you're reading something you can read it in mm-hmm. the, like you can mm-hmm. imagine it however you like yeah um i mean there's a long history to erotic literature uh the earliest one i could find was 3500 bc written by yeah. a woman about the king it seemed um but also one of the like most famous uh lesbians in history sappho of lesbos uh, she wrote erotic literature and like uh, it was all about her you know rhapsodizing about women which is you know great uh so there is a long tradition of women and erotica um i feel like i mean i know i know there's that whatever rule number that you can find porn about anything oh, rule but 34. i do feel yeah that yeah. rule <laughs> but i do feel like um when i think of like erotic literature it it seems so much more like limitless like not Mm. just like like the context and the content and like what the story and the genre like you can like you can get into whatever you want when you Mm. find it um and yeah like the the like access barrier seems really low again it's like really easy to hide um also personally I think because I probably got into it quite young Mm. and I probably started watching porn later um, and I think because when I was younger and did see porn, it was a little much for me. Like it was very explicit and I didn't like it, especially before I had actually had penetrative sex or any kind of sex, really. It was just like very explicit and full on and I couldn't really relate to it. Yeah. Um, whereas I think I slowly got into erotic fiction um, where I started with like more PG romance stuff. And when I was younger and a teenager and I was just like crushing on boys in school, um, just like plain PG romantic fiction was great. And then as I sort of, I guess, was exploring my own sexuality more and getting just like hornier and like <laughs> doing stuff with people, like you would kind I just sort of like naturally progressed to the same fiction with more explicit erotica involved. And I was like, this yeah. is now more relatable. And it was a really easy stepping stone, I suppose. For sure. I, uh, it's also good if you don't have fast internet and can't load videos and <laughs> yeah. videos. It's just text. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah. So if you were really old and you didn't have good internet like you guys back in the day. Uh, waiting for a picture to <laughs> load. Oh. The It's like, you know, uh, what is it? It's uh, anticipation. Oh, I can see it now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I remember as a teenager going on fanfiction.net and specifically looking for like weird slash fic, like the weird combinations. <laughs> Uh, the ones that I always come back to is like um, uh, the giant squid and the Hogwarts castle slash fic 
because you know it has a bunch of pipes that empty into the lake and obviously <laughs> people will just find anything Genius. amazing Genius. yeah actually so like I was trying to do my usual sort of like internet searches like seeing what came up on google seeing what came up on reddit um not heaps obviously so on uh, like mostly when you search for it you're just finding like resources where to find it like what mm. is it you find a bit of like there's a lot of like a why women like erotica so much. And, hmm. and there was a, there was some weird like dating advice that was like men, like if you're dating men prefer women who read erotica or something, like there was this weird stat where <laughs> right. it's like, if you're a woman that reads erotica, men will find you more attractive. And it was like, some okay. Just like a market, just um, like a marketing stunt to get people to read. Yeah. It. I found it actually kind of interesting that in terms of Google autocomplete, I couldn't get anything to work for erotica. Like you really? it didn't complete anything. Uh, and at first I, th- I well, think first I thought it was filters. like too explicit, but like mm. if you search for like sex or something, there's heaps of autocomplete. That's what I, I want to say is erotica a term that you reckon a lot of people use? Or yeah, is it like a so. different term? Is there a different term? Like obviously uh, fan fiction. I mean, erotic or, literature or, um, yeah, romance novels would be another thing. Yeah. Like, but that's more of a euphemism than it is a, a real term. It's like yeah. people who are yeah. trying to pretend that it's more than it is. Well, I was going to say, I, like, I wonder if people that don't actually engage, like people that maybe don't know, like haven't engaged with it, don't know the term for it, mm. maybe, probably. Um, the closest Google autocomplete I could get is if I just put in, um, like, erotic or like something or like why is erotic it comes up with like why is why is adult swim so weird (laughs) yeah why is adult swim so weird um on reddit again mostly just pages that were like sharing a bunch of um erotica i did what i was really excited to see that chat gpt which is just like the latest thing in technology and if you have if people like i don't know like Oh my god! If you haven't heard about ChatGPT, I don't know where you've been. But um, AI chatbot that's just like mind the internet is now like getting in on the erotica action. Ooh. So there's a whole bunch of people that are now like, oh, I'm using ChatGPT to like make interactive erotic fiction. So you can do a bit of like back and forth with it, or they're just generating customized erotic fiction using ChatGPT. Really? Because so I remember I did, when yeah, because OpenAI is the company that does ChatGPT, and they also did the Dali. Uh, AI art yeah. thing and they mm-hmm. had real strong rules about nothing like adult oriented in the art stuff so I I had had the thought while playing around with chat GBT, but I assumed I wasn't allowed to so guess what I'm doing after this <laughs> yeah I it didn't occur to me at all so again like there wasn't a lot of stuff that I found about it but finding this chat GBT interactive erotica thing that seems to be on the up at the moment was very interesting I mean, it's kind of beautiful. Like that, uh, that early erotica I was talking about from like 3500 BC was on like a clay Sumerian clay tablet. So we've yeah. gone from mm. clay tablets I know. through to AI generated erotica. Jeez. We will always Inter- find a way. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, interactive erotic stories. Yeah, interactive custom erotic stories. I feel like this is almost now touching on our like previous episode topic of sexting where you can mm-hmm. now like sext an AI chatbot and like <laughs> you can just have a sexy conversation where you live in this fantasy world and the chat GPT responds to you like, accordingly. There's like a there's a movie with Walker I want to do this. Called her. <laughs> oh yeah. yes, I love that. Yeah. Oh yeah 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 that's yeah, pretty, yeah. That's pretty good. Mm. Yeah. Mm, definitely watch that. Uh similar situation in 
uh, Blade Runner 2049. Yeah. Mm. With mm. Anna Diaramas. Yes. Yeah. Mm. What a babe. What Agreed. A babe. We are a pro yeah. Anna Diaramas podcast. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. God, I love it. Um, cool. Erotica. We yeah. will always find a way. Humans will Two always find up. a way. Two thumbs up. <laughs> Go check out yeah. literotica.com. <laughs> not yeah. spun- Hashtag not, not sponsored. sponsored. <laughs> although would be open to sponsorship reach out i and i do i guess just because so many of the kind of like superficial stats are saying that more women read it i would be interested in any men to be like you know i am also a fan like i'm i'm kind of curious also if you're a man and you haven't read much erotica go and give it a go check it out it's it's a different vibe yeah yeah it's a slower vibe than porn i suppose like you can't Mm. watch like a five minute video and then like skip to the cream pie you have to like build up a story (laughs) never never been a cream pie guy myself to be honest my friend always saw it on porn Mm. but he never really like i don't know so he thought the word was creampy so he thought he was really into creampy porn (laughs) it's a space like oh it's not usually a space I swear it's not. No, nah, it's word. usually a single word, and he thought it was pronounced "crampy." So he was like, "Yeah, crampy porn's so good." Oh. look, it's it's one of those adorable situations where somebody has I never read the word and they've never yeah. said that. And... Yeah, and this is why we're on a podcast trying to educate people about sex and sex education, so we can talk about cream pies more in day to day life, and mm-hmm. people won't have to make this mistake in future. Amazing. <laughs> That's the whole purpose. That's why we came together, guys. Creepy. That one friend of yours. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool. Alrighty. Mitch's media mania. Oh. Well, we all know the most famous piece of erotic fiction ever written. Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That was... really like made its way into the mainstream. Well, because I would argue that like uh, Twilight was already kind of like it, that was like the PG erotic fiction, mm-hmm. and then people jumped ship like like I did. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Well, as we know, it was originally made as a piece of fan fiction for mm. Twilight, yeah. and it was under the name of Masters of the Universe. It was originally called. Yeah. Weird. Yeah, yeah I don't know. <laughs> and obviously, the main characters, Edward and Bella, were swapped. For Mr. Gray and what's the what's her name? Do we know Anastasia? That's it. I wow. haven't read it. I've read it all, guys. I'm not gonna lie. I've 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 watched the movie, but I fell asleep like halfway through. I was. Yeah. I've I've read it all. I watched the movie. I will say, like, um, the movie is actually not that bad comparatively because the movie you kind of don't get a, like the book has a lot of her internal dialogue right so mm-hmm. there's a whole bunch of like really cringe bad internal dialogue of all the characters where in the sure. movie you just get the stuff that they do and what they say and it makes it way better interesting because <laughs> it, it, makes well, it way better. when i first heard about it it was from like the king community and all the people who engage in bdsm and yeah. were talking about how bad it is from that perspective yeah. like it is not a healthy depiction no. of a good bdsm relationship for many reasons uh i would encourage people to go google why i like i'm not going to do a good job explaining it uh, but so i never actually read it because i was like well i don't want to really like i have like i've heard that criticism and i think it's really valid i will say that the book i don't think the book is trying to make it seem like that is a good one because the whole point is that he is like extremely traumatized and yeah. like and and at the end he sort of tries to resolve that trauma and find a healthy way to engage in some of 
these kings. Right. So it's very much like it's kind of acknowledged that it is bad. Mm. Um, I think but I the do problem think is it doesn't super come across. Yeah, I think that was the problem you, is that, yeah. that most like, you know, there's all these stories about like middle-aged housewives, like being titillated by the book and wanting to buy a flogger or something. Um, and yeah. I, you get the sense from that, that maybe they didn't understand that it wasn't. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. 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 But Hey, maybe it's doing a good thing getting people into kink because kink is fun if you're into it. Like, so yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. it's, yeah. You guys are really carrying my segment here. This is awesome. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's good. I don't really have much, but that was a good conversation. Yeah. It's just, well, yeah, as we know, it's adapt, uh, fan fiction of uh, Twilight. And I just wanted to say that the author is known to be the highest grossing fan fiction author of all time, mm-hmm. which I didn't even know was a title. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm trying fan to think of big. I can't, can't even think of like another fanfic story that got that big. So there is one that I heard about from a video. Uh, it's called the, oh God, I, I run the risk of getting in trouble with a certain segment of the internet, but I think it's called the Omegaverse. It's like, it, I think it developed out of like Teen Wolf fan fiction, but it's all yeah. this like alphas and beta wolf, werewolf dominant <laughs> yeah. stuff. And it's like, it is really big. And there've been a bunch of really high profile like lawsuits because people have like, claimed that they own the content it's all very dramatic but that's the only it other one is, i can think of go mabel go that's so funny that you mentioned that because like i said i definitely engage in a lot of erotica like i read it all the time and literally like not that long ago i was reading something that was in the omegaverse but i had no idea what the omegaverse was <laughs> so i was reading the stuff and i was reading the comments and i had to like google it and i was mm. like oh like this is a whole thing and that and so i only recently discovered the omegaverse because it had bled into this whole other part of erotica that i live in yeah Um, amazing that's interesting well my recommendation is go check out the omegaverse i guess (laughs) i don't love it i'm not super into it it's not i don't know no, but you can, yeah, I mean, check it out, see if it's for you. I'm not, I, it didn't, I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Cool. Good segment, guys. Let's move on to trivia. Trivia. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. So in trivia, we currently have Matt in the lead on 23, <sighs> Mabel on 20. Mabel, I thought this season was a season. Yeah. It's still time. Well, There's like four yeah, more. No, still good, still good. Yeah, I don't know. I was definitely like a bit tired when I watched this episode. So I don't know mm. if I really absorbed any detail that might come up, but okay. um, hopefully it comes down to chance as it often does. And luck is on my side today. Or just okay. like guessing a number, which you seem to be better at than I am. That's true. I don't know. It depends if it needs to be like an educated guess or not, then mm. I'm usually worse. <laughs> All right, let's go. This week, we start off the episode with a blast from the past as we see the origins of Lily's insecurities and being told not to share her inner self with the world, setting us up for the tragedy later in the episode. During this flashback, we hear Queen's Under Pressure being played. Queen and Lily would have been a perfect fit as Lily's intergalactic epic story is similar to which sci-fi property Queen famously created a song for. Wait, say that last bit again. Queen and Lily would have been a perfect fit as Lily's intergalactic epics, epic stories are similar to which sci-fi property Queen had famous, famously created a song for. Maybe I know this. I don't think I've seen it, though. Hmm. Well, you can go first when you're ready, maybe. Um, I can't think of anything. So hmm. I just wrote um, Super Sonic Man. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's actually not far off because is it Flash Gordon? It's Flash Gordon. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah. <laughs> so what like supersonic man is like not far off. From honestly. like well from like the lyrics. Like I'm gonna make a supersonic man out of you. Um, right. Don't stop me now. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. That's so a good maybe, educated maybe guess. Maybe it's yeah. referring to Flash Gordon. Maybe it is. Um, yeah. Maybe maybe I'll have to look into that. I think maybe I'll give you a point. Ooh, like half a point? I'd take I don't that know about that. Next question. Queens under pressure also leads us into our first visions of hope. We've returned from a nice brisk early morning jog and we see the amount of pressure very subtle that she's under here we see hope in the local paper headline with an article about the ongoing turmoil at moordale secondary which of these names is the name of moordale's local paper a moordale gazetti b moordale press box c moordale meetup d moordale daily okay anyway matt uh i said d the moordale daily was it i think I think it was A. I did go for Gazette. So it was the one I didn't know how to pronounce as A. I do think I remembered saying Gazette. Yeah. yeah. Would you like a bowl of a cupcake? At this week's session with Jean, Amy shows us her developing skills as a baker, which these cupcakes look They look so good and I oh, want yeah. them. And I know that Velvet Cupcakes exist in real life and I love that people are making them and like it's just, ugh. They look so, so good. good. They look so good. We didn't talk about that, but they're amazing. Yeah. Right on, Amy. As well as her ongoing knowledge of Volvers. Ola takes an interest as Amy shows off her creations, which include, listen carefully, one with a longer labia, one all tucked in, one with pubes, one without pubes, one more frilly, one crooked, like Amy's, and one that's on its period. To Ola's delight, she takes which one? Okay. Okay. Mabel? With pubes. Matt? Yeah, the one with pubes. With pubes, yes. I want some velvet cupcakes. (laughs) It looks so good. I also love that Jakob in the scene is kind of like, oh, yes, thank you. And like, yeah. Kind of- it was and like, was- yeah. everybody was, it kind of felt like everybody was waiting for him to say something bad. Yeah. Was like, Gene was like, watching. Yeah. 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 All right. Next question. The creators of the show to continue to demonstrate their love and influence of all literacy with this ep- week's episode having a similar scene as one in Charlotte Bronte's Jane Eyre. As Hope makes a dumbfounded move, forcing students onto stage to confess their shortcomings. Like, as we said, what the fuck are you doing, Hope? <laughs> this can be seen to be similar to a part in Jane Eyre where the titular character is made to stand on a stool in front of the school labelled Liar. Now, we know the writers know a lot about Jane Eyre, but do you? What year was Charlotte Bronte's Jane Eyre book published? Closest oh. gets a point. Closest? Okay. Closest gets a point. Yeah. I like read Jane Eyre that long ago, so I was waiting for like the story about like a, a question about the story, but like, oh, mm. the year it was published. Yeah. That's going to be way better at this than me. I don't think I can even guess the right century. Yeah, I don't know if I had the right century, to be honest. I'm just taking a crack. <laughs> Should I say the century? No. No. Well, oh, I don't know. I might regret that. Um, what are we doing year the book was published? Yep. Okay. Um, I'm going closest to Anyway, Matt, let's see. I said 1850. I just went for the middle of the 1800s. I went 1861. Oh. Matt was three years off. It's 1847. Oh, oh, nice. Yeah. I think that's the first one of those that I've gotten, though, Mabel. So don't be it so disappointed. Yeah. I'm also just glad that, like, my guess was kind of in a reasonable ballpark because I was mm. really worried that I was going to be way off. Yeah. All right. Well, this is the last question. I think you'll both get it. So it's a bit of a 
anticlimactic ending, but oh well. Another flashback this week. This time we get a contrasting sweet and sad insight into the origins of Mr. Groff's emotions and lack thereof. However, we also get to see the lovely connection he shared with his mother through baking. During the flashback in present day, we see Mr. Groff enjoy and bake with what fruit? Okay. Mm, you both can show your answer at the same time. Green apple. Are we going to be picky oh, here and say... You said what fruit? <laughs> apple is correct. Okay. You both get a point for apple. It was a green apple. Uh, oh, dear. Well done. So Matt's taken more of a lead. Yeah. It's now 27 to 23. Uh, that's all right. I'm okay with today's performance, though. I feel like... Yeah, was, everyone did really well today. That was all right. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Well... That's the end of the episode. Mm. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, watch season three, episode seven. Oh my god, oh my the god. second We're last episode, pan ultimate. Yeah. Um, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks yeah. for listening. Bye, bye guys. Bye. Um.